Bad Asian Podcast, the world's most inconsistent podcast. I'm your host, David Nguyen, and joining me, as always, is... Imran G. And if you're a first-time listener, this is the podcast where we start off talking about Asian things, and then we slowly devolve into just a rabbit hole of self-indulgence, where we just give hot takes and make ourselves laugh. Yeah. Sometimes we're right. Most of the time we're wrong. But it's always a fun journey. Yeah. Yeah. All and right, so let's... For those of you who've been on this journey with us, thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, please like us and subscribe and leave comments on iTunes or yeah. wherever notable review sites are. Leave us a yeah. nice Yelp review if you like. Yeah, or a trip advisor. Just say you came to a show and it was a great experience. If you want to, you know, leave a, yeah, leave a trip advisor for yeah. us. A Yelp page. What else can you rate people on? Rate us on Tinder. I will jump onto Tinder just so you guys could rate the bad Asian show. Rate us on ratemyprofessor.com. <laughs> yeah, rate us on hotornot.com. Did you ever use ratemyprofessor.com? I think I was on ratemyprofessor.com. Oh, how was your rating? <laughs> Five stars? Uh, no. Um, what I used to do was like right before it was time for them to grade me, uh-huh. I would bring in donuts two weeks before. Uh-huh. I would never bring it like the week that they were rating me because I thought it was too on the nose. Uh-huh. So I'd always bring it one week before, and then I got rated really well. Oh, do you remember any notable things they said about you? Uh, he has great donuts. Great donuts. I, I had a, a quick quiz turnaround. I would grade quizzes quickly. Uh, I know that this has changed, but I thought it was funny that China was keeping crazy rich Asians outside of the country for a while. But why do you like, think that was? Um, they said that they have been trying to crack down on the entertainment industry, basically mm-hmm. with putting like caps on salaries uh, and emphasis on core socialist values. Basically, they're punishing entertainers who display poor behavior. Poor Chinese behavior. Poor Chinese behavior. And they're really trying to get away from greed. That way they could keep all the money, the government. I mean, that does make sense if you're a communist country and you want to promote a certain value and Mm -hmm. entertainment, oftentimes art, it pushes against authoritarianism. Like art is the complete opposite of control, theoretically speaking. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you have these creative people, you know, slowly pushing back, challenging certain beliefs, and then it's all disguised in the umbrella of, oh, this is art. This is not really a reflection of how we really feel about the government, but it really is how we feel about the government. (laughs) It's some slick shit. It is. Uh, But I don't know why Crazy Rich Asian would be lumped in. I guess because it's about rich people and they don't want the poor people to find out how rich Chinese people really are. (laughs) Otherwise, they would rise up and eat the rich. You think they could? The poor? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if they have it in them. To rise up? Have you not heard about the Chinese Civil War? No, I have not. I'm kidding. All I'm saying is, I I don't know. Like uh, The reason that I said that was because it feels like the Chinese government really put an emphasis to create this whole like China as one mentality. Uh Uh-huh. So I think for them to actually rise up and try to take over that, well, it's it's two steps. It's one, not only are they, they have to be like, all right, we're all on the same page. 
And then number two are the people in power are wrong. And I feel like that second thing is going to be a lot harder for them to overcome. I mean, we're struggling with it right now. I can't imagine how much harder it'll be for them because they're way more patriotic than I'd uh, say we are. I don't it's know if that's true. I don't Patri know how much patriotism isn't the word. Nationalism is the word that I'm looking for. Okay, but still, um, I don't know what your impression of Chinese unity is, but China is a billion people. Okay, yeah. you're not going to get a billion people to be on the same page. Uh, and then also, even though they are all technically Chinese, it, China itself is not a monolith. Right. So, like, try tell Tibetans that they're Chinese and see <laughs> how the results of that is. Right, or somebody so, from Hong Kong. Yeah, so you have, even though China is uh, has a massive army, mm -hmm. it's really just a handful of people trying to keep a billion people in line. Uh, and so you do push nationalism, trying to get everybody to believe it, that they are all Chinese. But, you know, regionally, I don't know if they all buy into that. Okay. So that's what the government is afraid of. It's like, hey, these people are uh, being reminded that they're individual human beings. <laughs> like We got to remind <laughs> them that they're all just a cog in this red machine. <laughs> and the first domino that's gonna cause everything to fall is Constance Wu and, <laughs> and Nicole. It's Asian abs. We can't let <laughs> Asians know they have abs. <laughs> they can't know. <laughs> they can't know that they can gain power from winning mahjong. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and oftentimes, um, governments are very paranoid entities. So that's yeah. the one of the things about being controlled is you can't let one thing slide. Other, yeah, you have that domino fallacy, slippery slope. It's like, yeah. oh, if we allow this, then this will happen. It's constant paranoia. That's that sounds like um, those gun people, the NRA. It's every it's anybody who wants to have a tight fist around power. Yeah. So one thing you see in American government right now is Trump has brought in with him kind of that strong man dictatorship mentality where he's a very insecure person. Mm -hmm. He knows he's a fraud. Uh, that's why he surrounds himself with people who are loyal to him. Whereas with previous um, administrations, you didn't really hear about Bush putting in people who are only loyal to Bush. He was like, oh, well, we're going to put in Republicans who have our ideology but you know you're not putting in people who are loyal to specific individuals because with our democracy you know those guys will be gone in a couple of years but yeah trump is like handpicking people who are only going to side with himself you know it's not the republican party it's trump it's the trump party yeah very much like you know the communist party is led by whoever is in charge of china right now well, here's, I mean, in a related note, do you think that they tried to keep the movie out because of the trade dispute with Trump? That's one argument. I don't know. I don't think so, but that's one argument. Because I, I know that that's starting to heat up. I, I was reading somewhere that Ford is about to drop like a million people here. In America? Yeah, because of the tariffs. Interesting. So it's going to be it's going when it happens, it's gonna be bad. And I don't know enough to be honest, like to know how this is gonna affect us globally. 
but you knew enough that you would suggest that the holding off of the Crazy Rich Asian has anything to do with um, this tariff thing? Absolutely. Because I know that they're both petty. Okay. Let's be real. They're both petty. So it's like if you're trying to bring something in that can make you a lot of money, I can see them trying to stall it. But what investment does Trump have in this movie? None. It's just an American product. Okay. But it's... I don't think Trump is that sophisticated. No, I think China's trying to block it just because it is an American product and they have beef with the U.S. Yeah, but well, that wouldn't bother Trump. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to bother Trump. I was thinking like maybe they also stalled the movie because of this. Yeah, but like that would be very... That's not... That's... That would be dumb on China's part. It's like, hey, Trump, we're going to hurt you by blocking this Asian movie. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's seen it. I think it's seen as a Hollywood movie. So they're like, we're going to make it harder for the Hollywood movie to get into China. But Trump hates Hollywood. Hollywood hates Trump. So I why don't would Trump care if Hollywood's hurting. He oh, I'm care, saying he doesn't is. care about actors. I don't think this is a Trump jobs. move. This is a China move. I know. But like, chi why would China hurt Trump through Hollywood? That doesn't make sense because I, Trump I think it's just care about Hollywood. I think it's anti-American in general. I understand what you're saying, but like there's other ways to hurt Trump and America other than Hollywood. That how would you, how would you go about doing that? Coal. <laughs> it's always <laughs> <laughs> Hotels probably like hey, we're not going to build another hotel here. Trump loves himself some hotels. Yeah. But I think there was another thing I read about the reason why China is holding up Crazy Rich Asian is because it's like China's like, listen, we already have Asian movies here. Yeah. We don't have room. <laughs> like, we want to see movies about robots and black people. Like, that is something new to China. <laughs> it was like there's, there's nothing like Michael Bay here in China. Yeah. Will you stop trying to show us <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. our reality TV shows on the big screen? <laughs> it's like Crazy Rich Asians, real cute. We see that on the news, all right? This is, this is not groundbreaking here. <laughs> we have been waging war against corruption and greed, okay? <laughs> So. Any, like, because it's like any displays of wealth are are penalized in China. So this movie is basically just that. Yeah, it's opulence. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that China is trying to crack down on corruption in the it's most like, corrupt way possible. It's like, no, you don't understand. Louis Vuitton is made here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Crazy Rich Asians, uh, one of their cast members, Aquafina, recently hosted SNL. Oh, that's right. Were you excited about that? Did we talk about this? Uh, very briefly. You said that you were excited about it, and it was the one thing that you were going to watch in person. I didn't watch it in person. You didn't? I mean, like, you watched it live. Yeah, on TV, not in person. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would have been cool to watch it in person. Yeah. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, so she was on SNL. Uh, good for her. Good for Asian representation. However, following Aquafina's um, hosting, there was some backlash against Aquafina, and I think this is a topic we've talked about previously in the past, where yeah. people are upset with Aquafina for profiting off of acting like a black person, essentially. Yeah. Like they're criticizing her accent, her black accent, or mm -hmm. there's another word for it. It's like African-American vernacular. 
I always have Fine. heard it called black scent. Yeah. That's what I prefer to call it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a scholarly way of saying it. Yeah. You got a black scent. Yeah. Stop it, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then people came after Timothy Delaghetto for very okay. similar. Timothy Delaghetto being a YouTuber and he's on Wallin' Out. Out. He's yeah. like the Asian guy on Wallin' Out. Uh, and then Timothy Delaghetto... Uh, people are accusing him of doing the same thing and saying that, oh, like, look at this guy who profited off of, you know, black, um, a black persona uh, speaking on an Asian matter. And it's like, well, I'm Asian and I'm speaking on an Asian matter. And yeah. he justifies his um, pattern of speech by saying that he, he grew up in Long Beach. And I think that's where he grew up anywhere, somewhere in Southern California. And this is how everybody talks there. Yeah. And then Delaghetto is, you know, not necessarily a play on black people being ghetto, but it's a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reference. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Okay. But anyway, so it gets there. This has been whole exchange and back and forth about like, I guess, cultural appropriation, right. Asians speaking like black people mm -hmm. and whether or not that's okay. And Emron, as someone who's had a black scent in the past, where do, you, <laughs> where do you stand on all this? What is your feeling? First of all, with your personal experience, I never had a black scent. Fuck you, David. I feel like at some point in between 2000 and 2005, you had some kind of black scent. No. Along with your foo boo. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. I You're sounded like the people that I was around. Yeah, black people. No, I'm just trying to say in general. <laughs> Wait, when you grew up in, uh, not grew up. Oh, yeah. Well, like, you're a good example because you, I, I'm, I'm a believer of people speaking the way they're spoken to. Yeah. So growing up, I had a mix of Asian friends. Some Asian friends uh, did lean more towards black culture. And so they did have kind of that black scent to them. Yeah. But that was just them be speaking amongst themselves and speaking like they had black friends and I didn't have black friends. So that okay. could explain why they would speak. And, you know, they're absorbing just American culture, black American culture specifically. Mm -hmm. And you could throw in a mix of other um, like, you know, Latino culture in with that as well. So okay. that kind of explains why they would speak a certain way. Just like, you know, if you're Asian coming here, uh, like, you know, fresh from Asia, like you, you immigrated right. and you only hang out with the other people who freshly came off the boat, then you might have, you know, a, a closer um, speech that mirrors the people you hang out with. Right. Whereas me, just American, uh, I guess mine would resemble a, I guess white people, right? Or a mix of things. Mm -hmm. Like I'll throw in slang here and there, but it's whatever slang is popular. It's not beholden to any kind of racial group, right? It's just whatever filters down from pop culture into myself. You're just riding the wave. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is a black reference, <laughs> 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 which just reinforces my theory that you had a black set. Anyways. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will. I will say this. I will say this. Uh-huh. I I talked very differently before I went to boarding school. Okay, how did you speak before you went to boarding? School? I I really don't. I I can't describe it. I don't really know. The only thing that I remember was when I was in school, I made a conscious effort to sound different. Uh huh. That way, I could get a job. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's that interview. So I, that yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like I have a work voice, which is mm-hmm. basically what I'm doing right now. Okay. Um. But I I will not lie saying that like my vernacular will change depending on my audience. Of course. So it's like if I'm surrounded by a bunch of brown people, I will throw more brown words in Wait, when like, I speak. And it depends on the brown people? Yeah. I mean, so, it depends <laughs> if they speak Hindi or not. If they're just brown but a different type of brown or, or don't speak the language, then it's pointless. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, if you were in uh, L.A. and you were hanging around street toughs, would you have, like, kind of a chill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, man, that's exactly right. I, I would talk with my chin up and my chest out. I'd look like Frankie Kionis the yeah. whole time. Are you a language chameleon, Emron? <laughs> I think everybody is on some point. No, not me. I stay the same. Even when you traveled to Japan, you didn't try to use more Japanese words? No, absolutely not. It's <laughs> like, you get to my level, I'm an American. <laughs> Good. Way to perpetuate the stereotype, bro. <laughs> yeah, I keep that same energy everywhere I go. <laughs> America first. <laughs> But you do bring up a good point. Yes, uh, I think when you do travel to other countries, uh, unless you are a terrible American, <laughs> you do try to get around by learning some uh, whatever language of that country that you speak in. Yeah. Which is what I wanted to ask you because you are someone who's been um, ran out of town everywhere you've ever been. <laughs> so do you find yourself... Such a negative point of view. Such a negative perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but notice that you didn't say I was a liar. So. Uh, you are wrong. <laughs> I wasn't pushed out of anywhere except Colorado. I left that place as fast as I could. <laughs> but you're someone who has no firm roots. I think the Bay Area is the longest place you've ever stayed. Uh, yes, as of this year. Yeah. So from some, for someone who's like gone from city to city, country to country, state to state, uh, do you find that your pattern of speech is kind of eclectic and it's very mixed and diverse? Like, do you throw in certain, like, because I know you spent, spent some time in Baltimore. Yeah. Like, did you always per, uh, like pronounce water without the T? <laughs> and then when you move to another state, you're like, oh, shit, they, they, they enunciate the T's here. I better pick that up. I would say it wasn't that much of that. It was more so I had to change my slang. Because slang, depending on what coast you are or like what you're referencing, is, are, is completely different. Example. Uh, to get kirked out, I don't hear that anywhere except when I'm on the East Coast. Kirked out? Yeah, kirked out or conked out. Okay. What part of the East Coast? I've been in New <laughs> York for a couple of months and I haven't Maryland. heard that at all. It's okay. Maryland. It's all Maryland. It's right. Maryland. Where they're like, yeah, man, I just straight up conked out or like, yo, he got hit in the face and he conked out. It basically means knocked out, but I haven't oh. heard anywhere outside or like knocked out or passed out, but I haven't heard that anywhere outside of Maryland. Okay, is it is a nautical reference? I don't know. <laughs> Are they talking I don't about know. A, 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 a seashell, a conch <laughs> hitting them in the head and then look, man. Face. This is what happens when you code someplace visiting. It's just like eighth grade English. You're pulling everything from context. Okay. <laughs> 
Or sometimes you're just like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm not from here. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was like the biggest one because I remember saying that like a couple other places and everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you're just like, okay, what, what is their language? What, what is, their is for? knocked out? <laughs> tired, uh, yeah. Lights out? Um, I just grandma out of here? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about Florida? Did you pick up anything at Florida? Uh, Florida was like uh, surfer talk or like my school was very um, aviation related. So they'd okay. be like aviation kind of stuff. Were you like, all right, turn, let's turn off the turbo jets? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, all right, guys, I'm just going to turn the lights off in the cabin real quick. Okay. If you guys could close your window shades, I'm trying to kirk out and conk out right now. <laughs> full circle. Full circle. All right. And what about in California? <laughs> Is it just more bro and bruh? Yeah, it's more bro and bruh. 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 But I feel like that... Bro and like bruh used to be a white word, but now I feel like it's it's an everybody word. Okay, that is interesting that you said that because I feel like a lot of black slang is an everybody word now. Okay, but I'm saying there was a definitive time where bro and bruh were white. Oh, I, I understand think, that. Yeah, I understand it's that not anymore. It's not well, anymore. Yeah, I understand that, and very much like uh, a lot of black slang was probably started off amongst the black community but then once it finds its way to pop culture through either music entertainment television the internet then after enough people appropriate it it becomes an everybody word yeah it becomes pop culture it becomes pop culture so the people like aquafina and timothy delaghetto i don't think they consciously look at black culture specifically it's like okay I'm going to curate my image by stealing this and I want to yeah, yeah. this. And now yeah. I'm this human being now. I think it's just they're exposed to either friends or entertainment. And it's like, okay, this is what I perceive as cool. Yeah. And I want to project a persona of coolness or myself. And this is what I like. So, you know, this is what's going to fall out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I mean, you are you are a product of your environment, and if everybody around you speaks a certain way, you're going to pick it up naturally. Yeah, like are you? Because you want to be accepted. That's just how it yeah. works. Yeah, like he's if it on were... he's on wilding out. That's what's so crazy <laughs> to me. Like he's like, what do you expect him to sound? Even the white dudes on wilding out don't sound like they got corporate jobs. Like who is the who are these people getting mad? I don't get it. Right, like, do you think, like, you don't think everyone still wants to say he he's gonna conk out? <laughs> I, I say it all the time, and nobody understands me. It's so sad. <laughs> but when you do say that, no one's just like, "Oh, Emron's appropriating Maryland culture." <laughs> like, no, I spent some time in Maryland, so well, you know, you can go either way. It's like, okay, so you spent a brief time in Maryland, so are you appropriating Maryland culture, or is it because you spent time in Maryland? It's like you have the access to it and the right to say it. I don't know. It. it I don't know. It, it's, it's very messy. Like, how long uh, do you have to stay somewhere to appropriate something? Yeah, it's like how much. Uh, time do you have to spend with a certain genre a group of people for it to be authentic and genuine and it goes- i'm gonna you know let's just say nine months <laughs> okay because that's as long as a pregnancy takes and that's as long as it takes for you to absorb <laughs> okay. something and then put it out as your own yeah Done. You, have, you have to go to term for it yeah you got to go to term as nine months okay. i feel like timothy delgado's been on wild and out for multiple years so he's fine by me but it, it raises a, a bigger question, and it's one I 
always wanted to ask uh, these pseudo social justice warriors, and it's generally them who bitch about it. Uh, it's like, what do Asian people? What do you want Asian people to sound like? Like, what should Asian people sound like? Right. If not Timothy Delgado, Aquafina, it's because the the alternatives is you're gonna have a thick Fabi accent, and that is, doesn't fly in America because dominant culture will make fun of it, and even. Mm-hmm. Like Asian Americans uh, make fun of it too. Uh, I mean, good for them. Like that's how you speak. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying uh, the the people who would bitch about Aquafina speaking the way she speaks don't go after Fobs either. You know? Yeah. Oh, they're Asian, so they're supposed to sound like that. I say, okay, well, what are people who aren't Fobs supposed to sound like? It's like, well, what is someone like myself, David Nguyen, or Emran G? What are we supposed to sound like? Because the way I speak, one can interpret like, oh, that's a white person speaking, but I don't feel that's true. It's just like I grew up in America, so this is how um um any American would speak if they were put in San Jose from 1985 through 2018. Yeah, if you are an Asian dude who was born in the South and raised in the South, and you had a Southern accent. Is that you appropriating, or is that who you are? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't have a southern accent. I don't. I, I don't even. I don't even know if like there's a Bay Area accent other than me saying "hella," which I guess is a Bay Area accent. Yeah, "hella" is a super Bay Area word. <laughs> okay, that's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say that. So it's like, oh, I'm Bay Area then. But if I go to New York and then I start going dead ass, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's New York as shit. Yeah. <laughs> dead ass be it's cold out here then yeah, no, i'm gonna say it's hella cold because <laughs> like yeah. i haven't spent nine months in new york yet <laughs> i don't get to say that you, you can't birth that word yet <laughs> <laughs> but other than that it's like what are asian people but after are? nine months in in new york you can dead ass as much as you want <laughs> and i'm gonna maryland and i'm gonna conk out you're going to conk out and you would be like, yo, y'all are geeking, man. <laughs> like, let me give you some water. <laughs> water. But water. what are, like, yeah, like, the, the the main question is what are Asian people supposed to sound like? Are we supposed to sound uh, like white people? Because that's not cool either. Are I think we- you guys are supposed to sound like Bruce Lee, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> water! <laughs> yeah, do do they want, like, do Asian people That's want- what they want. That's what they want people like you guys to sound like, and they want us brown people to just sound like a poo the entire time. Yeah, it's like, but is that healthy? Like, that just goes in feeding, like, some kind of character. Like, if I, st- if I drop how they spoke right now and I start speaking like Bruce Lee, people would be <laughs> upset. <laughs> I, for the record, would not be upset. <laughs> no, I'd not be like, you. "This is him leaning into who he was from the get-go. This is who he is," <laughs> and I knew it. He's, I knew it. <laughs> he spent nine months in Seattle, so he gets to speak like Bruce Lee. Exactly, right next to his tomb, <laughs> just waking up doing stuff there in the morning. It'd be great. It'd be but hilarious. Do you get a sense of this? type of pushback in the Indian community? Um, in terms of like what we sound like? I think yeah. that's going to start. I, I've heard like uh, the same critique applied to Aziz Ansari. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but I think he just hasn't been hit with the full brunt force of that because of the 
rape charge allegations <laughs> <laughs> yeah people really got sidetracked uh people who wanted to bring down aziz for his pattern of speech are like damn it him and his rape charge derailed us <laughs> you know what though uh you can't this is a true fact you can't say words with the black scent when you have two fingers in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember talking to a comic once about um, Eddie Wong, the guy who wrote Fresh Off the Boat and yeah. inspired the TV show Fresh Off the Boat. Mm -hmm. And this other um, personality, his name is Ben Baller. He makes jewelry for rappers. Oh, yeah, I know that dude. Yeah, so those two guys, they speak with a heavy kind of black scent. Yeah, but Ben Baller is a whole different story. Man. Okay, so, but the, the comedian's uh his thing was like i hate it when asian people uh, talk like they're black and then my question to the comic was like all right well how do you want asian people to speak and he didn't have an answer because yeah. like i want you to talk white which yeah. is is this what uh asians are asking hmm because it's like like emron like you don't speak like you don't have an apu accent right yeah I wish you would, but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my, but my accent is more Haji from Johnny Quest than okay. it is Apu from The Simpsons. Okay, but like you speak uh, Urdu or Hindu really well. Hindi, but yeah. Okay, Hindi really well. Yeah, I I, I imagine I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but like there there are certain uh, I'll say this is like uh, growing up Asian. There are some Asians who can speak. Their native language mm -hmm. better than others yeah uh the people with broken vietnamese accents like not broken vietnamese accents but like they weren't fluent or conversational sure they can say certain things like the older generation would make fun of them and then oh, when they oh i see they, okay. when they hear me speak they'd be very happy because i speak it so well right dude did you get that growing up where uh, certain Indian kids uh, abandoned their culture. And then when someone met you and you were speaking the native language uh, well, where they're like, oh, you, you do it so well. Because um, it's kind of like that reverse racism where... Yeah, it know, was a, it's like, a very reverse racism. It's like when you go to India, I mean, I'm sure this won't happen to me anymore, but at the time where I was like super fluent, they basically were like, oh, you can speak. You're one of the good ones. And uh -huh. I was like, exactly. You. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know how, like, white people will go to uh, non-white people. It's like, oh, you speak English so well. It's like, bitch, I'm from here. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen anymore? That hasn't happened to me in a really long time. Uh, no, but I like imagine. Like that, and I, I feel like nobody really asks where are you from anymore. Well, like there's the way that they used to when we I was a kid. Well, the internet has helped that out quite a bit. But if you go into more of the middle of the country, I'm sure that'll come up. Yeah. Um, and there is a video circulating right now where uh, like one of these K-pop bands, uh, they're being interviewed by this um, white lady. Mm -hmm. And the white lady is like, oh, you're from Canada, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm from Vancouver. And she goes, oh, well, you speak English so well. <laughs> <laughs> To her defense, English sounds different when you have healthcare. 
<laughs> yeah, the internet uh, like kind of ripped into her. They're like, "Well, he is from Canadian, or he is Canadian. Like, what do you think we should sound like, Moose?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's it's that same conversation. Like when white people go, "Oh, you speak English so well." It's like, "Well, what do you think we're supposed to sound like?" It's like I want to ask Asian people who get upset with people like Aquafina and Timothy Delgado. It's like, where is this energy coming from? Right. And why are you trying to bring these these individuals down? down? Yeah. Uh, like I don't know if you saw the Kevin Hart interview on The Breakfast Club when Cat Williams went after Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, I did. And them two went on The Breakfast Club to more or less address the controversy. Kevin Hart. I, I would say Kevin Hart went there to address the controversy. Uh, Tiffany Haddish just sat there. <laughs> he did yeah. not give that woman a single <laughs> line to speak. He just just mowered all over her. It was crazy. It's like she did not get three words in. I was like, God damn, Kevin. God yeah. damn. Emron is the Kevin Hart to my Tiffany Hart. <laughs> Good, because I've always felt I'm the more talented one, which is what I confirmed. In, in terms of height. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Next time I see you, I'm going to yell at you with my chest. See how it goes. <laughs> you don't need to, like here's the thing, you don't need to yell. Like your natural <laughs> your natural volume is already pretty loud. But Kevin Hart uh, did raise an interesting point is that people of color uh been screaming upset with Hollywood about giving people of color opportunities. Yeah. Right, it's like give mm-hmm. us a chance, give us more representation. Yeah, and when Hollywood does, when Hollywood elevates an Aquafina or a Timothy Delaghetto, uh, then the the people who are screaming for people to get opportunities come in and try to tear these people down. Right. So it doesn't make sense. It's like, what do you guys want? Maybe they want an Asian Trump supporter. Oh, that's <laughs> there's plenty of Asian Trump supporters. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, in the public eye. Okay. Maybe that's who they want. Maybe those are the people who are... Maybe her, it's, like, a church person who Her wants... name is Tila Tequila. <laughs> and y'all can have her. <laughs> what about... Um, maybe it's a, a very religious person. Maybe that's who they want represented. I'm trying to think of, like, the different types of Asian people that I know mm-hmm. and those that I don't see on TV because there are a lot of very Christian Asian people that I know. But like it, no, it, maybe but they're it, the ones who are complaining. I don't know. I don't but, know. Yeah, like I don't know. Like these these complainers don't know what they want. And Agreed. They, I, I think it's part of that whole cancel culture thing that we talk about, where it's yeah. just gonna get you likes and it gets you retweets if you take a kind of social justicey position. But <laughs> there's no substance behind it. You're just feigning outrage to get attention for yourself, right? Because. It's like you like they scream that Asian people are not monoliths, and then when Asian people start to display personalities and idiosyncrasies, they're like, "Bring that person down. That's not Asian. That's not right." There's there's always look, something that's gonna make them imperfect. The way that I look at it is, these people who are complaining are basically like our parents. So they want one <laughs> very specific type of image, and everything else is a lie. <laughs> and everything else is not acceptable. So if you if you apply it, if you're wondering what these people want, think of what your mom or dad would want. Okay. And that's who they want as 
to be the most famous Asian person. It's a person who played piano uh-huh. to, <laughs> and then quit when they got into college. But they got him. Like Ken Jeong <laughs> was elevated <laughs> into Hollywood stardom and they're like he had to show his dick so there's a star next to his name exactly see like they're always going to find something to bring you down with there's always going to be some kind of asterisk like constance Wu uh is an amazing representation like she's very talented but Mm -hmm. her boyfriend is white so they're like oh you hate asian men (laughs) (laughs) interesting yeah it's never gonna be enough or like harry gold henry golding yeah yeah he's a fine person right now but you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to find some way to bring him down. It's like, oh, he's not really like Asian, um, like Asian, whatever. Mm. Kind of like so, the way Indian people do to other Indian people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you guys have to try to find the one. Like, But like, there is never going to be the one. Yeah, I know. Ironically, Jet Li was the one. And <laughs> he's also not the one. <laughs> Jet Li was the one, which means that you're at constant war with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> which is a grand metaphor for what we're speaking of. <laughs> Turn full circle. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what these people want. And I mean, honestly, we're not going to find an answer. Uh, I think it's just like, no matter what happened, I think the best way to do it is to have multiple representations and then you identify with whichever one is closest to you that would be the best but if that people, is the only way but if, like if people keep pulling down those who are elevated and can provide that varying representation right then we may never get there but yeah. i will say this uh with something like timony timothy de la ghetto mm-hmm. um if you lean into stereotypes, I can see why that would be problematic. Does he lean into stereotypes? I, from like the clips that I've seen on Wild and Out, like uh-huh. the whole rap roast battle thing uh-huh. is just basically stereotype enforcement on just like a bigger level. So I can see how that would annoy the shit out of a lot of people. Okay, that's a fair assessment. So it's like it might not be him and the way he presents himself. It's just like you have a. Uh, platform and all you're doing is just confirming stereotypes get the fuck out of here but like, not to say, not to say that they're they're 100% untrue but it's also like come on we're, we're more than this like you can do better be better I don't think that's a platform in which he can do better though <laughs> you don't think if Nick Cannon can wear a <laughs> turban on that show <laughs> I feel like Timothy De La Ghetto can like lean out of two stereotypes and be fine oh what do you think that entity would look like i don't know just spending more time writing roasts (laughs) okay so emron Mm -hmm. someone who's dating a white woman okay all right do you feel a bigger responsibility to keep her white womanness in check no okay (laughs) (laughs) and by that i mean absolutely (laughs) (laughs) no i'm playing i just let her be a white woman frolicking doing white woman shit have you ever like being among her you ever get a sense that oh she's very sensitive to certain things or she feels like she's constantly being attacked or she needs to assert herself into benign situations No, but I will say this, like the way that she approaches problems or issues at her job Mm -hmm. and the way that I approach them are very different. I think it's, it's not, it's less that she's white and it, I think like 
the bigger difference is she is female and I'm a dude. Okay. And I'm a male. I think there's like a bigger discrepancy between that. In like she's considerate and you don't give a fuck about other people? I don't give a fuck about it. Like anytime she has a problem at work, I was like, yo, why don't you just fucking like nip this in the bud? And she's like, I can't do that. I'll look like a bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Being a bitch is all of it. That is how you become great. Like, I'm she's a like, bitch. I'm a bitch right now. <laughs> I'm the biggest bitch you've ever seen. <laughs> Was it H P I C? <laughs> yeah. It's like you got to that's how you win. She's like, "No, I'm I'm in a, you know, an area that is predominantly male and they think of me that like I have to ask for certain things a certain way and I'm like, "Man, this is so taxing." It's like, "Don't do a, it." Yeah, if you're around males, that's how males operate. You just take. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like even when she was trying to negotiate her salary, I was just uh -huh. like, just state facts, and then they can't say anything. And she's like, no. She sent like a letter to me, and then I wrote it how I would ask for her, <laughs> and then she sent it to her other friend who's been working for a while, who's female, and she wrote it back. And it was just like looking at the language between the two. I was just like, God damn. She's like, you're very demanding, and I was like, that's because I'm a man. <laughs> not demanding we just want things wait is that uh, i don't i don't know if you know this but the word demanding has man in it so okay. <laughs> you're not the woman <laughs> <laughs> wow we are sexist <laughs> super no but it was just like i the main thing is there's a bigger difference i think between the way she handles things because she's a woman rather okay. than she's white all right so did she end up getting that raise she did. She ended up getting the, uh, yeah, she ended up getting it. Did she get but the raise? She... Did she get the raise by calling the police? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she called the police on all of her colored coworkers <laughs> and prevented them from doing anything without having the proper, uh, what is it, the permits. <laughs> and that's how she got her 3% raise. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yeah, and... <laughs> Uh, in another story of a white person calling the cops on black people just living their lives, did you hear about the white woman who called the police on a nine-year-old black boy uh, and accusing him of gr grabbing her ass? Oh, right. His backpack hit her or grazed her butt, right? Yeah. She just So they were in a convenience store and um, the little boy was with his mom and sister and mm -hmm. the white woman was at the counter. She was kind of leading slightly over the counter. And okay. as they were exiting, the little kid's backpack uh, grazed her butt. What? And the white woman accused the little boy of grabbing her ass. And then <laughs> called the cops and accused him of sexual assault. How old is this kid? Nine. Oh, my God. And then the internet had, uh, it was, they, they had a whole firestorm about it because it's like, He's a nine-year-old boy. He's like, even if he did grab your ass, it's probably because he thinks it's funny. It's not, there's nothing sexual about it. Yeah, but then where do you nip this behavior in the bud? Now this kid will never touch anyone on their <laughs> butt as long as he lives. And isn't that a win? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that that's the question I wanted to ask you is, and this is going to be very touchy because it's like, all right, so now we have this Me Too movement, right? Yeah. Do you feel that, and this is one of the fears that men have regarding mm -hmm. the Me Too movement, is just uh, any woman can accuse any person of sexual assault, and we're supposed to just automatically 
believe survivors.、Mm. So, do you think this woman,、uh, who oh, this woman also was like she felt that that boy did grab her in the butt because、uh, she said that other young men have grabbed her in the ass in the past. I don't know if that's true. It could be like you know I'm supposed to believe this person. So she has like PTSD, something like that, you know, something like that. And then like the backpack touched her, and she thought it was the same thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if like I, I don't know what's like how much of what she's explaining to be true. It's like because she like there was security footage that proved that 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 little kid's backpack is what she felt, and like because his hands were. In plain sight, it never touched her. His、yeah. backpack thing, and then after she watched the video footage, she had to kind of explain what happened. Did she apologize? She apologized to the little boy, of course. But there's no of course. <laughs> I, I wanted to know for sure. Yeah, yeah. So she apologized, but then prior to apologizing, she's like, "Yeah, the reason why I thought he grabbed me in the ass is because you know, like young men have grabbed me." Have grabbed my ass in the past, so it's like you know that's what I thought happened. Like, Sidebar: What kind of life do you live where ninth grade nine year olds are constantly grabbing your butt? Uh, not necessarily nine year olds, but you know, just like young kids. Okay, so that was kind of the the woman's thing, right? Now that, from my perspective, it's like I don't know. I don't believe this woman because I think she got caught, and now she's trying to justify. Why she called the police on a nine-year-old child? Right, that's one thing. But then at the same time, because of the Me Too movement, you're supposed to just believe every woman every time she's had like a sexual assault experience. Yeah. So those two things don't like. How do you reconcile those two things? Yeah, I don't know, man. Because it's like I know when when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's usually like. You have to believe the survivors. Exactly. Like, and I, what if, what if the survivor is maybe just misunderstanding maybe... the situation? Like that could be also a thing. But like, it, and then I think that's what men are scared of. But then、right. the pushback is like, you have to believe women. It's like, yes, of course, we have to believe women, of course. But like, what do we do about men and this fear that we have? Is like, what do we do when a woman is lying? Right. Or is it? How do we protect ourselves from people who would lie? Right, like this little kid right here. Like, if it wasn't for that video footage, the surveillance footage, where would we, where would the situation be right now? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because like you can do everything right and、uh, still end up being like that little boy. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of men are afraid of. Yeah.、Uh, but then, the because the Me Too movement is too important. We have to ignore that part. Yeah, I always thought,、um, God, I don't know. Like, believe survivors to me, I thought came out at the beginning of Me Too because it was like an empowering、uh, time period. You know what I mean? Where it's like all these women who have been quiet about it are now coming forward,、mm-hmm. and so it's like this huge. Wave where it's just like okay, we're gonna believe survivors, and that way everybody who has been sexually harassed can come out into the light and be believed and be yeah, kind yeah, of like trying to create yeah, like a safe space in which they can、space. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that is what has happened, and I think that's great because I、yeah. think at least for me, I was just like, oh man, 
there are a lot more people coming forward than I would have originally thought, like well, way more. Well, beyond but, that, well, beyond that, it's women who have expressed these situations and no one took it seriously. Right. Like, uh, what's her name? Something Ford, Dr. Ford, who was protest, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. not protesting, but, um, Kavanaugh, who, yeah, Kavanaugh, the whole Kavanaugh situation. It's like that would be an example of a woman who had a traumatic experience and no one like people kind of brush it aside. Right. But then you have a situation where it's like, oh, this little boy was accused of something uh, that he didn't do. But like, but that mantra of believe survivors, it's too kind of um, uh, it's too rigid. Okay, so do you believe that there should be a expiration period? Oh, I don't or know. Like I don't. I don't have any answers. Limit? Yeah, or like a time. Well, let's just try to work through something. Well, like yeah, this is our thought exercise. We're trying to kind of find because like believe serve uh, believe survivors believe mm -hmm. all women. Th yeah. Those are great slogans. Yeah, those are great hashtags. Uh, it's a great kind of rallying cry. It's like yes, we should believe them, but the the people who uh, would even question that would be vilified. Yeah. And like the people who go, it's like, uh, hold on, let's make sure, like, let's believe facts. It was like, what do you mean believe facts? <laughs> it's like, believe women. The, the slogan isn't believe facts, it's believe women. It's like, you, you want to believe women. But then when you have nuanced situations, such as this little kid who brushed the woman's backside with his backpack. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, this is an example of what could go wrong if we just believed all women right like if, right. if there wasn't video footage that exonerated this little kid then and we were just to believe women right. like that little kid could have been like fuck like he's probably traumatized by now by this whole yeah. experience mm -hmm. maybe I don't know I, I think so I mean getting in national level trouble <laughs> as a nine-year-old i'm pretty sure it's gonna affect you all right yeah. it's going to affect you uh follow up to the story specifically though um, is that what you do bro you go to grocery stores <laughs> touch women's butts and then conk out is that what you do <laughs> like that kid is screwed man uh but uh follow up to the story is the woman issued an apology to the little boy and the little boy was like i do not accept her apology nice <laughs> so i don't know uh what to be done like what should happen to women who make false accusations i i would like to see them penalized in a big way okay like just to squash it i mean because it's like it's a it's a double-edged sword because it's like you want people to come forward even if they don't have proof. Right. You know, because they've been holding it inside for a while. But on the flip side, that also allows people to use it with malicious intent. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> And you don't sure. want somebody to not come forward because they're like, I don't really have proof and I don't want to go to jail for 10 years. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, and, it's, a, it's a tricky it, situation. It very is tricky situation. But in related news, uh, did you see the story about the white woman who <laughs> called the police on a black guy trying to enter his own <laughs> apartment building? No, I did not. <laughs> I thought like it had there was where like, where was this happening? Uh, St. Louis. Okay. So uh, Nelly a woman... territory. <laughs> <laughs> 
exiting an apartment building as a, a black man was entering it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of those things where, you know, sometimes like as someone's exiting and entering apartment buildings that has a door, that's, uh, I guess you need a key card or some, a, a key oh, to yeah, enter. Oh yeah, he just kind of walked in. Yeah, he kind of just walked in and then, but she was kind of like blocking his ability to come in. And she's like, excuse me, do you live here? Uh, you know, what building do you live in? Do you have a key card? What are you doing here? Prove to me that you live here. And his whole thing was like, I'm just trying to get into my apartment, miss. Like, he started filming the whole thing. It's like, I don't want no troubles. Like, I don't need to answer any of those questions. It's mm-hmm. like, you don't need to know any of this. It's like, please step out of the way. And she was like physically blocking him okay. into the building. And then he kind of just, you know, there was like a little opening. So he kind of just you know maneuvered his way past her sure continued to follow him uh, up into the escalator and off his floor and followed him right up to as he's walked like uh, he um, entered his apartment like he took his keys out yeah or walked in and then she called the cops uh, and then she called the cops yeah 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 as he <laughs> and when it because he's like, I don't know what he's doing here. Why? If he got the keys, yeah, yeah. why would you? God damn it. So she got the cops and then, you know, it's revealed that he does, in fact, live there. And uh, she got fired. Of course she did. Once the video went viral. It's like I have conflicting feelings because it's uh-huh. like. I, I know what they're talking about, like, in terms of piggybacking, where mm-hmm. it's, like, to let somebody in a building you don't really know or you yeah. can't really. And so I get her trying to check. But the second that he has his keys out and can get up there, she should have just left. Yeah. Like, something similar happened to uh, my girlfriend in our apartment building. Uh, we have a laundry room yeah. in the basement of the apartment building, and my girlfriend uh, was doing the laundry, and... Uh, one day she noticed that because um, we we have these laundry cards that we fill with money and yeah. use that, uh, and then we noticed one day or she noticed one day that the um, the machine that you can load money into the card with was gone. The okay. landlord had taken it down because someone had robbed um, the machine. Okay. And then he watched the security footage and he noticed it was my girlfriend who let some guy into the laundry room oh. and, and then he's like yeah just you know be more careful next time you know it's like if you don't if you it's like if you don't recognize the person you know right then don't let them in and my whole thing was like it's not my girlfriend's responsibility to play security for a building yeah and at the same time I don't know what any of my neighbors look like. Like, we're living in 2018. <laughs> we don't know what our neighbors are. <laughs> uh, the only thing I know about my neighbors is they play really loud music. <laughs> <laughs> and they make a mess on the rooftop. That's yeah. all I know about my neighbors. Damn. It's like, if they went missing, it's like, can you describe your neighbors? Like, I, I cannot help you. <laughs> it's like, how could you not, you know, how can you live in an apartment building where we're literally like just five feet away, like from door to door? It's just like five feet. So you don't know like what's going on in your neighbor. Like if they got murdered, I would never, I can't, I couldn't help the police at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I know, man. Yeah. It's a trick. It's another one of those tricky situations that I have no yeah. answers to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I, like- I understand the landlord's point of view. It's like, yeah, of course, if I don't, 
recognize a person, but like I don't、yeah. recognize anybody. So yeah, all, everybody for all I know lives in this building. Yeah, it's like unless there's a huge difference、yeah. where it's like somebody I'm like you look like a crackhead. Yeah, or、mm, you look like you're strung out on something. I don't <laughs> or, know who you are. Or they came in, it's like yo, I'm gonna. Do my laundry, then clunk out. It's <laughs> like, hey, you don't live in this area. Dude, you're not from here. You chocolate guy, get the fuck out of here. You're just stealing this money and trying to get back to Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> then you can call the police. <laughs> <laughs> But until then,、yeah. it could just be somebody adopting a black scent. <laughs> <laughs> But they can't be Asian. That's the one. They can't、rule. be Asian. Like that should be the first question. Be like, are you black? Yes.、Yeah. If the answer is no, the second question be like, "Are you Aquafina?" And then, <laughs> if you're not Aquafina or Tiffany the Galato, then, <laughs> then you suspect. The, yeah, call the police <laughs> But not if you're a white woman. Not if you're a white woman. They can just go as they please. They're just ghosts. They can just enter any. <laughs> can just enter any building. They have no rules. They can just make all the noise they want, and everybody just has to deal. Have you ever talked to your girlfriend about white women calling the police on black people? No. Okay. <laughs> have a conversation. I just want to know what her feelings about it, the situation are is. Okay. Like, If something goes down, would she call the police, or would she have you call the police? That way, there you guys don't make the news. <laughs> I, I think what happens is I call the police, and then she talks to them. <laughs> <laughs> That way, I don't end up being blamed for everything, <laughs> and she doesn't get blamed for placing the call. <laughs> oh, look who it is! It's Permit Patel. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.、Uh, you can find.、Uh, please continue to support the podcast by、uh, liking the podcast and giving us five stars. Yeah. You subscribe and leaving comments on iTunes. Leave Again, whatever comment you want. Five stars is the most important part. The comments. You can just write five stars. <laughs> in the comments. You can write、uh, these guys are trash. You should believe survivors. You can say we're trash. You should not believe survivors. Or if you guys actually have like, we would love to have this conversation with somebody. So like, hit us up for real. Yeah, and you can hit us up on at the Bad Asian Show on Instagram. Slide into Emran's DMs at、uh, Conked Out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's your favorite way to conk out. Uh, you can find me at David Noah, and you find Emron at Emron the G. That's spelled I M R A N the G.、Uh, I was gonna spell my name first because I said it first. But... <laughs> well, too bad, bro. <laughs> you got Kevin Hart. I got Kevin. Yeah, Hart. you just got Kevin Harted in a big way.、Uh, that is that、Dave. is my sister, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I won't let you talk to my sister, David Nguyen, that way. David Nguyen spelled David and N G U Y E N. Thank you, Emma, for giving me one second. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm speaking about your career right now. <laughs>